0: good day everyone this is don't hold your breath and i am your host mika and today is going to be a fun wind down day i am waiting for my co-host to join me we are going to sip some wine and talk about various topics from the good good down to the dirty dirty so hang in there sit back relax and enjoy the ride Hello. Hey. Welcome to Don't Hold Your Breath. Ah. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need all these technical difficulties today. I had it's a
1: difficult
0: okay. Day. Yeah. I had a difficult day already. <laughs> well, I got my wine. You got your wine? I have my wine. I have a short. <laughs> oh, no. I have a sangria.
1: And I'm drinking avocado was- today. A who? A Moscato. It's a, it's a, what is it? Wait a minute. Castello del Pagio Moscato. It's made in Italy. Um, The company was established in 1706. This was a birthday bottle. Um, A friend of mine gave this to me for my birthday and I am finishing it up today.
0: I like Moscato too. That sounds good. You should have bought me some over. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's a white it's a white wine. It's 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 a light colored wine. It's not like a blush or a red.
0: It's a Moscato all like that. I haven't made, I haven't tasted a nasty Moscato
1: yet. Very smooth. Um it's not dry at all. It's not overbearingly sweet. It's very refreshing. Oh.
0: Well, go ahead and introduce yourself. We just came in running our mouths and let the folks know we what we're We did, we
1: did, we did. Um, my name is Amanda and I am a single black woman that is, um, looking into entrepreneurship, looking to do big things and new things. And, um, I just had a birthday. Woo. I just turned 40 years old, celebrating that still all month long. Um, and that's it. Yep. That's it. Oh, you currently hold an LPM. I do. I do currently hold an LPN license with the physician substitute, um, certification. Um, I'm in the plasma business. Is that a good business to be in? It is a very good business to be in. It's very interesting business to be in. It's a different side of the medical field. I've been in medicine for over 20 years. I've been nursing for 14 years and um out of all of the experiences that I have had and all the various places that I have been blessed to have encountered during my career this is one of the most outstanding as far as in what they do Yet um, the the dark side of medicine, I would say, because we are not a treatment facility; we are a donation facility, and um, it's different. It's it's very different from a lot of different things that I've done. Sound interesting? I just got my certification in herbology. That just excites me. That excites (laughs) me so
0: much. A master herbalist. Yeah, I did it. I was so excited. It was a long time coming. I always have an interest in plants and alternative medicines. So I was like, I might as well just
1: go ahead and do it. That's good. And honestly, I hope that along the way, I hope to learn a wealth of knowledge from you as well, because I want you to share that new knowledge. Because, you know, I am not a studied herbalist, but I am a self-proclaimed herbalist. And I'm a naturalista, um, crystal healing, and all that good stuff. So I hope to take some of the things that I know and then some of the things that I thought I knew and be able to run them by you and you can teach me some things so I can kind of tie everything together, make it make sense.
0: Oh yeah, cause I learned a lot. I learned, like you just said, I, it, was, it was some stuff that I knew, but then the stuff that I didn't know was just mind blowing. And then I found out that my yard, even though my grass needs cutting, a lot of the stuff that I learned about,
1: I have grown in my own backyard now see and I probably have some of that stuff growing in my yard as well yeah so now I don't know if I want to cut the grass or not <laughs> All right, you know you want to trim the grass because you got kids you don't want to invite any other creatures
0: well yeah I don't want no uh, ticks and stuff right around but I think I'm going to pick <laughs> some stuff I'm going to pick some stuff before I get out there and uh, let my husband cut the grass
1: exactly there you go there you, because it'll from- grow back
0: Oh yeah, because a lot of stuff I was thinking that was weeds are not really just weeds. Yes. And I was like, I got all this stuff in the backyard. I had my little book and I was out there walking around the yard and I was like, well, we got that. We got this. We got, what is it called? White clovers is another word. I can't even think of it right now because it's all still fresh in my mind. But these things in my yard grow like clockwork. And every time we cut them, they grow right back. But now that I know what they are, I'm going to start picking some.
1: I said, get some because then you know they. if you cut them, they grow back. So, you know, you can still keep your yard manicured and still be able to get what you need.
0: Yes, and then I went to Lowe's and got, I found a lavender plant that had a sale. And I got a lavender mm-hmm. plant for $3, an English lavender, lavender plant. And then I got, so two white rose bushes for $5 and two pink rose bushes.
1: Okay. The so, roses yeah. come back every year.
0: Yeah, and then so I didn't want to plant them into the ground so uh, we bought some real big flower pots to put them in.
1: Okay, and they love sun.
0: Yeah, my front yard, you know my front yard get a lot of sun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So, um, have you watched Netflix lately? Uh, Yeah, but I don't know if we watch the same thing. Have you seen When They See Us? No. <laughs> you about to the no, I'm Oh it. my goodness. <laughs> I seen the preview and I knew it was gonna,
0: it's gonna be one of them sad, sad movies. I just cannot watch it.
1: I will tell you that I felt the same way. And then um, my son, my 17 year old watched it. And I was still like, I just don't think I can do it. You know, I tried to watch the first few minutes of it and it made me mad. And I was like, I'm not watching it because it's not going to do nothing but have me upset and mad at the world. Well, something, it just, it kept calling to me. So I watched it today. And I just want to tell you that it's it's a four-part series. The first three parts make you terribly angry. The fourth part makes you extremely sad. And then at the end of the fourth part, you kind of feel a little bit of relief. You, um... You feel a little bit of hope, I should say, for lack of a better word. I hate the way that term goes, but oh my goodness, it's so eye-opening. And I think anyone who has boys, white or black, Mexican, Latina, Indian, French, whatever the nationality, whatever the race, it doesn't matter. If you have sons, you should watch this series. Okay, well, I still won't watch
0: it because I just hate stuff that make me sad, (laughs) man. Like, I couldn't
1: even watch Cooley High. You know, that's an old one. Oh, Cooley High, that's an old school junk right there. Look, notice I All said junk. Right, it school school junk. It was so old school junk. It was
0: bad. It was sad. Like, it's, stuff like that really depresses me and I, and the way my well, body
1: I works. Saying, I, I am an, um, an empath a lot and I feel very strongly for other people. And this one, I, li- I literally had to stop watching it. I had to go outside and I had to regroup because I was filled with so much anguish for the young man corey wise he went through the most with that whole situation and them being you know portrayed as monsters and rapists and things and he went through the most and i feel so sorry for that baby because he was a baby when he went in right and that's why
0: I the preview and i was
1: like i can't watch that his innocence was stolen Those people that was behind all of that, all of them deserve to rot in hell. And I mean that. They coerced these little boys to admit to doing something that they did not do just because they thought they were going to get to go home.
0: Right, to understand the situation.
1: The detectives, the DAs, all these people were promising these young men to go home. Because these babies kept saying, I didn't do this. I just want to go home. And the detectives and things will be like, well, okay, if you want to go home, this is what happened. And coerced them into a story got, they didn't, these little boys didn't even know each other. Only Yusuf and Corey knew each other, but the rest of them didn't even know each other. They just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and got thrown into this mess. Right, and they made all of them lie on each other. They all accused each other. Right, and they could get to go home. And the reason that Corey Wise got the worst part of it is because he was 16 years old, and they treated him as an adult. Right, the rest of them went to juvie, and he went to 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 real live prison. Now my son is 17, my oldest son is 17, my youngest son is 14. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine either one of them going through this all for technicality. (laughs) Right. Corey Wise wasn't even there. His friends tried to get him to go to the park that night when all the shit happened, excuse me, and he was like, no, I'm not going. He stood and hung out with this little young lady. The only way that he got tied up in that mess with them is that when the the prosecutor was like, round up all the little black boys, I don't care if they were there or not. You get every one of them that you see, and we'll find out who was there, because there had to have been a million people there. Him and his cousin were walking and they saw the cops. They turned around and tried to walk the other way. The cop come to him and was like, hey, where's your ID? The little boy, Yusuf was like, you know, I have my bus pass or whatever. He ended up taking them both downtown because they was like, yep, he fits the description. Didn't even look at him, didn't look at nothing to get a description of anybody, but he was just a young black boy. They said he fit the description. Corey Wise went to the station with his cousin Yusuf just to watch out for Yusuf and ended up being tied into that mess himself. Right. And he was the did most. That's why i watching. Oh my God. I cried like a baby. I mean,
0: I cried. So did they ever find out? I mean, I don't know if you want to get the movie away. Did they ever find out, like, was this person really raped? Or did they well, ever find out who really did it? It's
1: not giving the movie away because it's a true story. So it's always facts that are available. This is not something that hasn't been out there. And yes, they all got exonerated. The person who actually done it. <clears throat> now, when the trial was going on, they had DNA testing and everything done. Um, they did truly have semen in a sock, but none of it come back to any of those boys. The DNA was cleared before they were even charged. The gu- the jury still found them guilty. Thirty years later, the guy who done it ended up being in the same prison that Corey was in. He met Corey, and all of those years had went by. Corey still maintained his innocence, and he. Um, spoke to Corey, said something to him, and then he ended up confessing and talked to the prosecutors and all these people and confessed. They'd done a DNA test done and a DNA test on him and his DNA matched all the evidence that they had. His DNA was on everything that that woman had on. And um, that's how they were exonerated of that. But it took 30 years for it to happen. All
0: right, 30 years too long.
1: Oh. I can't watch
0: stuff like that. I mean, and it happens, of course, that's a true story. It almost kind of happened to myself. When I was in my early 20s, I had got into a, what is it called? like it won't be domestic violence, assault. Mm-hmm. And I was attacked first. And I'm gonna tell you a person who defend myself no matter what. And so it's a guy I got yeah. into, it was a white guy. And he was the one who called the police. And so mm-hmm. when, the, when the court date came up, the guy didn't show up. So the, I guess what they call the public or the prosecutor or whoever. Right. They pulled me into a back room at the courthouse and he told me, so if you just sign this paper, a guilty plea. I said, well, I'm not going to sign a guilty plea if I'm not guilty. Right. And. I was smart I was smart enough to know that much because, for one, the guy who called the police and made the report didn't even show up. So I knew the judge was just going to throw it out, but you're still trying to convince me to sign a guilty plea.
1: Right. They were still trying to get you railroaded. Right. He talked about signing this guilty plea and then that way
0: you could, you'll probably just be on probation or this is your first time being in trouble, the, the judge will go easy on you. And I was smart enough to realize, well, the judge is going to go easy on me anyway because, for one, the guy didn't
1: even show up. <laughs> Exactly. I'm not signed that piece of paper. No matter what happened in that courtroom, they was not getting my signature on that piece of paper. (laughs) That was smart. That was smart. Because the difference with those boys is they they convinced them boys to tell these stories because these boys thought, well, if I say what they want me to say. Right, they'll let me go home. They'll let me go home or they'll quit beating on me. They'll quit, you know, cause they terrorize some of those, those young boys to get those stories and confessions from them. You just, you just never know. And I, you know, I weep for those children. I weep for the children who don't have stories that ended like this. You know, there was another young man, I can't remember his name right now, but um, I think his name was maybe possibly Khalif. And he was wrongfully accused, he sit in prison for three years before he even got to go to court about what he was wrongfully accused about. Right. And spent most of that time in solitary confinement and, you know, it done a number on him. You know, we as people, we have to have social interaction. Oh yeah. Being locked in a room with nobody else to talk to, that would drive anybody crazy. It would drive even the most sanest person, it would eventually drive them crazy.
0: And, and that all you started with This is nothing new for our society. It's nothing do for our race. It goes all the way no. back to Emmett Till. So no, They took the law into their own hands with Emmett Till.
1: Yeah. It's so and I mean, based off of somebody else's lies. Right. Because, because that lady yeah. lied. Emmett Till did not whistle at her and say anything vulgar or out of the way to her. All right. she made that story up and admitted it later on yep, but he'd he already lost his life she, she still well, about three years ago she was still alive and they were trying to get you know people were taken up for her because she's an old lady now and oh, wow. they were um she some people were pushing for her, her because... prosecution they right. were pushing for her prosecution and then, of course, people defending her. You know, leave her alone. What's done is done. And, you know, I don't know. A um a say that for Bill Cosby. <laughs> I mean, that that was a different thing. Bill Cosby tried to buy NBC. Yeah,
0: I heard that story, too. But with the Emmett Till thing, it's like, that lady came forward because, for one, everybody's saying, what happened in dark will come to light. She was old and that guilt was eating her up. hmm and that's all that was she
1: wanted to have a clear conscience before she
0: died but and she i still think she proof.
1: may have died within these last two or three years because somebody had done a story on her um i can't remember when it was done maybe 10 years ago because i'm not sure when exactly she came out with the truth that you yeah, know she was told the reporter
0: who found the truth
1: yeah it was, it was some time ago and yeah i mean just you know it goes back to the codes you know i was reading i looked up the slave slave codes of 1724 and this is before the emancipation emancipation proclamation um before the end of the civil war and the slave codes that were written then that got changed after the Emancipation Proclamation and after the end of the Civil War they were basically the same codes they just changed them up a little bit and then
0: Hey, welcome back to Don't Hold Your Breath. I'm your host, Mika, and we are talking with Amanda, sipping our wine, and she is going
1: over slave codes from, what was it, 17? 1724 um, is where one of the first set, well, I wouldn't even necessarily say the first set, just one of the sets that I've read. Um, were are from back in 1724, and they basically have mirrored or are basically the same thing as some of the drug laws and things that we have today. They just changed up the wording. Um, Those slave slave codes that were written in 1724 changed in 1865 when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. But those slave codes were still basically the same, basically stating that we could not own property that we could not um sell commerce which meaning that they didn't want us owning our own business or you know planting a garden and selling our produce to people they didn't want us to do that and if a person if a white person was found buying stuff from a black person or a negro as we would call back during those times then they were fined major money for right. even doing business with us and you know to moving on to current times it's still hard for us to own property. Oh, yeah. It's still hard for us to own businesses. You know, we have to fight for that stuff. We have to fight to get that stuff. And, you know, when you it comes to um, buying a house, uh, two people, two different families with the same credit score will get two different type of interest rates. The right. white family with the credit score of 700 will get an interest rate of like 2.4, or 4.4. The black family with the in, with the credit score of 700 will get an interest rate of 9.6, 10.12, you know, different things, but it's never as low as those white families. And, you know, I've had people say, no, it's not like that. Actually it is. They have trained right. us not to discuss our money. They disc- they've trained us not to discuss our finances you Know if you keep that stuff to yourself, then no one will have to know what it is, basically. And that leads where people don't fuss or don't argue about that stuff, right? Because
0: the people start to like it, everybody start realizing stuff is different for certain people, exactly.
1: Exactly, and so it's
0: just, and they try to keep everybody divided and on the hush,
1: you're right, exactly right, exactly right. But yeah. I found, oh, I see this thing. I'm
0: about to uh tag you in it later. I was, uh, you mentioned how the, the slave things. I found this thing on Facebook last night, and there was a, a congresswoman talking about how people get charged with terrorist acts, and then people from, like, what is it, neo-Nazi? How they don't get charged yeah. with terrorist attacks. I saw that this morning and then you heard what the stuff the man said to her he was like well, they don't, we don't have a law written for that you know okay then it is one. Not <laughs> one. it is not
1: one it is not
0: one right that's so what he was saying there ain't one so we can't charge her with one if there is one Well, if they commit the acts of terrorism just because they're white you can't charge them with that because there isn't a law written I had tagged my husband in it so I know I can find it again but you said you've seen it already and I had written some stuff down like I always do when I was at the yeah. library with my children. Um, it was just a few questions. Let me, I have to them all up. I put them in my little fish bowl. so I don't know what I'm gonna get out first.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: Uh-oh. let's see what Let we get. Okay, first question. Okay, it says, are trans women, transgender women, I guess it'd be men? Well, if you're a man becoming a woman, you'll be a trans
1: woman. You'll be a trans. I guess that's how they say it. Okay. Well, are
0: trans women seen as women? Should trans women be seen as women? This
1: is the first question. Well, you had to make me go there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: I have, I mean, I have
1: my, own. I think no. I don't I think, think no. they should, and here's here's why. You know, because um, I, I guess the only the easiest way I can relay it down is to like with the fact that no matter what, I, I respect anybody for whatever or whoever they say they are. Let me start off by saying that. Right. because you know that's a testy subject and you can hurt people's feelings people can take you the wrong way I am in no way speaking out against transgender women or transgender men okay oh, no, we'll I don't start have a by saying that either
0: I don't have a problem with them converting over
1: but my thing is is that a woman is a woman and a man is a man and genetically we are not the same right so that's even if you are you. a A man and you feel like that you are trapped in a woman's body and you take all these steps to become a woman Sorry, my alarm is going off um But even if you are a man and you feel like that you are trapped in a woman, a woman trapped in a man's body And you decide to take the steps to change that to become You know, whatever That still doesn't change genetically who you were so that men are naturally stronger they're um they do different things than women and even if you feel like you're a woman you'll still never actually truly be a woman you know like there's some some sports things going on i think it was some um track stars they were transgender track stars and i think this was in high school and the transgender Ones are the one who won the race, and they beat out all the girls who were truly girls. And I'm see, there's that thin line where you skating on thin ice. I'm, you know, you say natural. I say guess natural. so because you run into to the taboo of not wanting to, not knowing how to actually explain what you're trying to say, but from fear of someone taking it the wrong way.
0: I say natural, and I see something about the they wouldn't let trans women compete in.
1: Okay, <laughs>
0: I don't know what is we having all these problems today. <laughs> oh, either we were on the topic of trans women, and I don't—I think I probably got cut off before I said what I said. I don't think I see this article about the trans—they wouldn't let the trans women compete in wrestling.
1: Uh-huh.
0: and they was asked was that fair and that's it's fair because technically they're still men just because of the exactly. natural God given strength they was given men are stronger
1: than women exactly exactly over you still have that natural strength that women don't have exactly and that's the way I feel about that as well because it's not it's not fair it's not fair Oh no matter, no matter no matter awesome. how you look at it, it's
0: not fair. <laughs> right, and I mean, like I said, I have no problem with somebody feeling that they was born in a wrong body or vice versa, but when you break it down to biology, you're still going to be male because we born with uterus. Our uterus is what produce estrogen. Exactly. Your uterus is what makes you female. So no matter how exactly. many surgeries you get, you still won't have that natural plumbing that makes you female. Even if
1: you take estrogen shots or pills. It's synthetic. It's not for real. Right. And, that's know, not- I, I respect everybody for their decisions of who they say they are. You know, I don't try to convince nobody, hey, that's wrong and all that stuff. Right. Be if, <laughs> I'm not going to tell a story. I disagree with a lot of it. I, You know, not that I don't believe it or anything, but I just don't believe that God makes mistakes. And, you know, and that's not speaking for the people who were born with with more than one set of genitals. There are hermaphrodites out there who have both sets. Those I feel like it is a dilemma there. But at the same time, you know, I just if you if you're grown and you've lived your whole life the the way you were born and all of a sudden you feel like, you know what, I've never been feel like I've actually been myself and all this stuff. And you decide you want to change. Okay, but the children that they're changing and letting them make these decisions at three and four years old that you know mama i don't want right. to be a little girl i want to be a boy type things and vice versa those children i don't believe their minds are developed enough to make those types of decisions right yeah me either i mean because
0: you know you kids change their
1: minds like the seasons so mm-hmm. and, it's
0: and the I'm same thing with everybody but with what color yeah. Like if, if if I decide to bleach my skin to look like a fair or you're a white person on the outside, okay, when I still have kids, those kids are still gonna show what I'm naturally am. So Exactly. Right. So it's <laughs> like this is the same thing with a second. You can't you can cover it up on the outside, but it's you're still gonna be who you are on the on the inside.
1: Well, here's my analogy or the thing that I say, you know, when I have that conversation with people, you have these children that are young in age, coming and sit, telling their parents that they don't feel right inside their own bodies. And they think they're, you know, I'm a boy trapped in a girl's body thing. Okay. So if you have that same child that comes home and says, Hey mom, I just don't feel right with my right hand. I want to get my right hand cut off I I just I don't I've always envisioned myself of being a person with one arm would you take your child to the doctor and let them get their arm chopped off or would you be like what's wrong with you so why is it okay to go chopping off body parts you know your sexual body parts what makes that you know any different than what I just referred to I just I don't understand that and people's like well you're not you're putting too much into it no because when you make a decision to change your sex that's that's putting a whole lot into to changing who you are for real so right. yeah I, I mean I, I see it the same way you like know the also, dinner, he got he got that
0: done and he still like women so it's like okay so you got a sex change to become a lesbian like right. it it was a lot
1: so, going on. <laughs> Do I think some of it may be part of mental illness? Yes. Do, am I talking bad about mental illnesses? No, because I believe mental illnesses are real. They are things that a lot of people don't know much about and a lot of people are afraid to address those issues and um, with the way the world is changing, I think a lot of the things that we are being forced to accept have been because we have people making those laws and those changes who have been in those situations and they want to make themselves feel normal so they try to normalize it. You know, we're we're getting to an age where, did you know that they are trying to, um, they're adding pedophilia to the mental health dictionary or whatever and calling it a mental health disorder and they are going, eventually to decriminalize pedophilia what yeah um there's a whole documentary that i've watched um i don't know if i watched it on netflix or if i was watching like the discovery channel or i was watching some educational documentary and uh, it was showing people who had um they were sex offenders and pedophiles and they were trying to um show that these people are just normal people and that they are regular people like me and you and that there's nothing wrong with them and just basically saying that a person's love for children is normal
0: No, you best
1: believe the people making them laws are the ones who like children themselves. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's, so when they come out and they don't see the oddball. Exactly, because they showed a gentleman who he liked little girls, and there were he had particular little girls that he was obsessed with, and um, they showed this gentleman in his house and him cooking his breakfast and getting up, you know, in the morning and doing normal people things. And, but um, that was the end of the thing of what he shared with other people because the next thing about him was the fact that he loved little girls and he (laughs) liked to look at little girls. And he had a couple of little girls that he was just totally smitten with and he basically they were trying to get us like I said to just believe that there was nothing wrong with these people and that it wasn't sick and wanted us to accept it because I guess maybe it happens
0: well
1: I know somebody I, come out to my little girls you better get my jail cell all nice and ready cause that's where I'm headed what <laughs> <laughs> you because I mm, you know then I go back to thinking about there's a documentary on Netflix called Abducted in Plain Sight I haven't watched that yet I've been meaning to watch it but you know my life be so crazy by the (laughs) time I actually do get to sit down and
0: watch something I fall asleep on it
1: that one is good
0: that's that's one thing I've been wanting to watch too
1: that one is good it's about an abduction of a little girl from a family friend wow okay let's do another question
0: okay what's this one say <sighs> black women and their attitudes, and I got attitudes in quotations. Why is it that people always think black women?
1: Hey, what's the question? Hey. <laughs> it was too much for something.
0: <laughs> Okay, black women and their attitudes, with
1: quotation marks around attitude. I laughed when you said that one. (laughs) And I laughed because just last week at work, I had the experience of being classified as a black woman with an attitude. Right. And I didn't have an attitude. I was busy. I was focused. But I did not have an attitude. And... I was approached by another black woman and she let me know that she hurt my feelings. I mean, hurt her feelings, not my feelings. She told me, she said, you hurt my feelings. And um, she says, I understand that you were busy and I know you were focused and everything. She said, and I've got to understand that myself. She said, but I just want you to know that you hurt my feelings. And I looked at her and I was like, you know, when what are you talking about? And I'm sorry, cause I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. That's the last thing on this world that I would want to do. You know, we had gotten busy at work and um, I was had a lot going on and she asked me a question and I sternly told to her, I will get to it in a minute. Right. And she took it as if I had an attitude. Oh, that it done something to me because I truly did not have an attitude. Right,
0: it's really weird. I I usually get an attitude when
1: you assume that I have one. You know,
0: it's like I didn't have an attitude.
1: I I could get one now. Oh, because I'm just that threw me for a loop. I don't. Well, black women, we are so misunderstood anyway to the world. You know, we we are forced to deal with more. We are forced to settle for more. You know, we are the most neglected beings in this world. And, you know, there are people that disagree with me, but at this point, I don't care. This is the way I feel about it because I am one of those black women. You know, I've been told all these many years that I had to have straight hair. I've been told all these many years that I needed to be light skinned you know, I've been told all these many years, well, y'all, you can't keep a man and this and this and this, you know, and... At least you are you light gotta- I'm
0: dark-skinned, so imagine what I went through.
1: I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine, and just because I have dealt with d- discrimination from other family members being yeah. that the one of the few only light-skinned kids around, you know, I got called a high-yellow heifer by my grandmother who was high-yellow as well. <laughs> and it was because all of her other grandkids were darker than I was. And Not I guess maybe she grandma. felt like, hello, black girl, is what my grandma used to call me. Because I was the darkest one. I, I think maybe she felt like because she was light-skinned, then it was okay to call me high-yellow like that. Right. And you didn't talk to the rest of them that way. You know, and kind of gave me a complex because I always wanted to be dark-skinned. I used to lay out in the sun i used to try to tan to try to get darker i
0: never really had a complex being dark even though i got teased about it by family members siblings it never dawned on me that oh i wish i was like they put that complex on me for me you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i can understand that
0: why would you like okay i remember a time when i was little and the cosby show olivia I'll hear stuff yes. like, oh, why can't we have a little sister like that? And it's this and that, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, what's wrong with my skin color? Like I never had the desire to be like, I was just happy. If this is what I was, this is what I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with my grandma calling me hello, black girl, that didn't offend me. That kind of made me feel special. Like I stick out amongst my old people. I sticks out, I definitely stick out among white people. I can't help it. I was just born to stick out. <laughs> <laughs> But I never had an issue with wishing I was lighter. Um, I never had the issue as much as it came from other people. Yeah. You know, they automatically assumed by me being a little dark girl, I wanted to be lighter. No, I was. I was fine with who I was. Are you talking about somebody who went to school and most of the time was the only little black girl in her class.
1: Right, and that was me. And I still always had the thirst or the hunger to be darker because. I didn't want to stick out. I didn't want to be that one that was different than everybody else and people made a big deal out of, or they gawked on me because I still had nappy hair. (laughs) My (laughs) hair wasn't straight, you know? And then it got to the point where, um, you know, honestly, I grew up in a small town in West Tennessee and I grew up around a lot of white children. The um, pre-K or pre-kindergarten, I call it daycare, that I went to before I started kindergarten was mostly white kids there. So when I made it to kindergarten, the friends that I played with were the friends that I played with at the daycare, which were mostly white kids. I didn't know any of the black kids. And I was played with mainly white kids all throughout primary school, on up into middle school and then um, I think I was maybe 13 years old when I decided that I no, not decided, when I realized that I didn't belong, that I really was not the same and when I actually woke up because I was never treated the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I dealt with discrimination my whole young life. I had best friends who were little white girls who were very sweet to me, but their parents wouldn't let me come over their house. Their parents wouldn't let me spend the night you know i had one little girl who her and i we were best friends and you know still to this day she's my homie but her mother would not allow me to come and spend the night at her house she would have parties and they had a swimming pool i could come to the swimming party they would allow me to get in the pool but after we got done swimming i had to go home they right. had a slumber that i was not a part of all the other white girls got to spend the night, but I had to go home.
0: See, and I've I never had that confusion. You know, How? you know, my skin never let me have that confusion. You know what I'm saying? It, it mm-hmm. I could see that I was darker, so I knew that I was different. Well, you see, I, it, you know, it was like more of I am who I am, and I... I hung out with more white kids than black kids, not because they was white or lighter, it's because they actually treated me nicer than my own kind did.
1: And I think that's maybe why I stuck with those little white girls, because they were nicer to me than my own kind was. You know, I'm still to this day, I am 40 years old and there is a young lady whom I feel like I have never done anything wrong to. I don't recall doing anything wrong to her. I just remember her looking at me one day and she called me a brownie. <laughs> and she threw this ball in my head, this basketball. She threw a basketball at my, my face, basically. And from that day on, she hated me. And she still to wow. this day could not stand me. I saw her maybe four months ago at the gas station i spoke to her i speak to everybody that i see because i'm that person i i mean i just i don't hold grudges and i spoke to her and she looked at me and she huffed excuse me and she did not say hello back to me she huffed at me and walked on in that store some like i don't huh you know they I
0: mean? said so some people that's just bred into
1: yeah like, well i mean like literally skin. and i don't know what i've done to her but and then this is not a white girl this is a black girl as well but she is um a little bit she's not she's still light skin but she's a little darker than i am and i don't know if it was skin color the reason that she hated me or she hated me because i had white friends or i i don't know i still to this Please day I don't. Have-
0: I had white friends just because we had more in common, especially coming up. We, you know, we traveled the world during the summertime. We went camping, we went hiking, we went. So when I have something to talk about, they're like, oh, black people don't go camping. And I'm like, uh, well, we go every summer. So if we're in the cafeteria and we have something to talk about, the uh, black girls didn't talk to me because I, did, I didn't know, they didn't, you know, they couldn't relate to what I was talking about. Not saying that black people didn't go nowhere. It was just, it's a sad stereotype It's kind of true. You know, they we didn't have that connection because I guess but back in the late nineties, mid nineties, we will we will be considered doing stuff that only white people did. You know, how the world (laughs) worked.
1: That that kind of makes a little bit of sense to me. And then I wasn't into labels, you know. I didn't
0: have my first pair of Nike's until I was like fourteen, and I only got Nikes. them because I needed them for class. Like I
1: like I, I, I liked the it
0: Mary Jane shoes. I liked it, you know. My dad bought me nice clothes, but they wasn't name brand clothes. So I don't. When I we never. Right. Uh, right. So when I moved to Virginia, and and in like the city of Norfolk, you know most black people are hooked on labels. So when I go to school and I have nice clothes on, just not name brand, most of the kids don't want to associate with me because they're like, oh, she ain't got no Nikes on. She ain't got, I had one friend, I still talk to her to this day. She's a black girl. You'll start the between, but they were there. She asked me one day, I remember like it was yesterday. She was like, why you got all these, all these unnamed brand shoes or as they called them back then, pro wings. But they really wasn't cheap. They was expensive shoes. They just wasn't labels, you know. Right, right. So she's like, "Why you got all these? Uh, why you? Ain't, why you got all these shoes? Ain't know no name brand." I said, "Cause I like my shoes to match my outfit. You've been wearing the same <laughs> pair of New Balance since the first day of school.
1: Right. You've been wearing
0: New Balance with capris. You wear them with your jean skirts. You wear them with your skorts. You have, you know, I I can switch my game up, but like my mindset was never. I guess I was raised more openly into the world. that I was never just raised in a, I guess I just used the word community, to where I would have that mindset, like my parents had. So that 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 was one thing that kept us pushed away. But with the attitude thing, which I know I'm a black woman, I still get accused of having an attitude. I just don't like how black women get labeled having an attitude. When you have the Latino women, they get labeled as oh she's spice, she's spicy, she feisty, she's this sexy on them but then we get labeled as ghetto with attitude. Right. Like what's the difference? Is it because they're lighter with the attitude? But like, like you said, you you're a light-skinned black woman so but you still get labeled with the attitude.
1: I still get labeled with the attitude.
0: <laughs> so like what is it? How come they get labeled as feisty or that latino blood, you know, they know I'm feisty cuz that latino blood, but then we just get labeled as
1: ghetto. I don't I ain't never been labeled as feisty. I wish I had been. Cause I consider myself feisty. But to let I I alone. Does that count? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, me getting up but a little
0: firecracker. So <laughs> I guess. And I had Speaking of discrimination, I can remember one time in my childhood, I was in fifth grade, we lived in Knoxville and this boy, me and my friend Camille was best friends, I still talk to her too, she's a white woman, uh-huh. um, we were best friends and we did everything together, we were like twins, we were sisters, You we couldn't separate us, the boy that was born to her had a pool, his name was Aiden, uh-huh. and he was like, oh y'all come over and get in my pool, Oh, you know, he's a kid. So right. we always used to go over his house and play in his little fort, play in his jungle gym with no problem. So when the pool was ready, he came over and got us. Y'all come over and get in the pool. So we get over there, and get ready to get in the pool. And his mom came outside with the quickness. Oh, I don't, you know, I don't have parents' permission and, you know, every excuse in the world that she could use. Me at 11 was thinking, you know, it's kind of understandable because, you know, you don't want nothing to happen to a kid that you're reliable. So right. when I went to my house, My dad was like, I thought y'all was going swimming. And then Camille told him what happened. And my dad looked dead at me. He said, oh, he just, she just didn't want you to get in that pool because you're black. That is the only time that somebody has held what I am against me. And I'm 33. It
1: is a lot.
0: Right, because the next day, he came back over and they was getting in the pool. And then my friend at 11, she didn't have to. She was like, well, I don't want to get in if Mika can't get in, you know, because...
1: If that's the reason why she can't swim, then I don't want to swim either. Right. At least no, she could she me. Right. She could have just left me hanging and be like, "Mommy, no. girl, I'm about to go swim <laughs> hey, out of she house." not know, know I had a friend that did leave me hanging, and I won't re- I won't disclose any names, but I will tell you, I was in fifth grade, and in the school that I go to, there was always cliques, a lot of cliques you had the preppy kids or what they call the rich kids. And then you had the, um, the band geeks, and then you had the black kids and then you had the poor white kids and see, I me. And all that. I, I said, see, I was a
0: cheerleader and all that. I don't know where I
1: would have been. Well, we, you, you would have just kind of been like I was, I kind of talked to everybody. I have friends in all the different various groups but I had one little special friend and she was a white girl. Now her mother would let me come and spend the night. I went, they owned a restaurant uptown and I used to go with the, over there after school. We would sit in the restaurant until her mom got done. You know, they were good to me, but we were in fifth grade and my little friend wanted to be, hang out with those preppy kids. She wanted to hang out with those preppy kids. And she, it was just like, she could, she could taste hanging out with these preppy kids and she told me i want to go over there and play with them and i was like oh i don't know because i knew how those little girls were and she said come on come on let's go over here and see if they'll let us play we go over there and the little girl i guess at that time you know how they have leaders of the punk the back the pack or whatever she was like well you can play with us but she can't play talking about me and she was like, well, why not? And then she pulled my friend to the side and said, because my daddy said I couldn't play with black kids. Oh, wow. I heard her when she said it and it hurt my feelings. And I was like, wow, you didn't, you know, really? It, it I just didn't understand it. And I walked away with my head down. And instead of my friend saying, well, I play with black kids, and if my friend can't play, then I don't wanna play with y'all. She was like, oh, okay. And has been in that clicker <laughs> right. And girl, that right there flew me for a, a flip because I had, I didn't do anything to you, but you really ditched me to go hang out with these rich kids, for real? <laughs> right. And, and her and I were never close again. Now, to this day, we, are, we still talk. We don't talk on the phone or anything, but you know, we may say hi to each other on Facebook. We had a class reunion, you know, we hugged. And every time I see her mama at Walmart, her mama still hugs my neck. Right. But I mean, and then my kids,
0: nice. my poor babies are biracial. They're Mexican and black. And when we lived in Florida, everybody in the area we lived in, the minority was the white kids in school. So my kids never really pay attention to it. Right because
1: it was either there were either there were black kids or Mexican kids so you know they're right there in the middle and then we get here and now they're now there's a minority here right exactly because here is something because that day in fifth grade is when I found out I was black I didn't know I was black I didn't know I was different until that day That that was the day that I looked down at myself and I hated the fact that I was black because I couldn't play with those little girls and that their parents did not want me to come over and, you know, told them not to play with little black kids and things. And I didn't understand that because that's not the way my mother raised me. Right. Exactly. And then that's how
0: we were in a situation with the pool when my friend decided not to go. My dad had took us to the public pool, and then one day, and then the next day, her mom had took us. So I think that was good on their parts, you know. Yeah, but
1: I, I, I take my hat off to your friend. And if you ever talk to her, you tell her that I said kudos to her because she was a true friend. I
0: talk to her just that.
1: She owns a hair shop.
0: She owns a hair shop in Docksville. I still, I'm still, that's still my friend. I still talk to her here and there. We talk, you know, every now and then on the phone, but we mostly talk over social media. But yeah, wow. some people, you just have to, that's why when people always talk about, uh, stay black, stay black, stay black, that's why I have that in between us because I know black people who will turn their backs on me quicker than you can drop a hat.
1: I know yeah. white people going around with me, going around with me to the end. <laughs> so it's right, like- that's, that's exactly right. I mean, and I have white friends and I have black friends. Now, you know, just being in one of the Bible Belt states, this. You know, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana. No, not, well, not so much Louisiana, but Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Virginia. All of those are considered the Bible Belt right along the Bible Belt. And there was a lot of slaves in this area, a lot of cotton in this area. And so, um, which I'm assuming because I haven't researched totally, but I'm assuming that with whenever they um, abolished slavery, a lot of those people who were slaves settled in these areas because this was their home. This was the only place I that they know could the know. And so, which is how, you know, some of us ended up here, some of us were already here, but you know, that's another conversation for another day. But um, I don't know, I just, just been here There's a lot of um, undercover racism, you know, just recently, just recently in 2019 at the school, at the small town where I go at, there was a um, young gentleman who happened to be the kicker for the football team. He had a little girlfriend who, I think she decided to break up with him, didn't want to talk to him no more. And she had left him for a black boy. And that pissed that baby off. And that baby went on Twitter and he lashed out against black people and called black people um, the n-words and f-that in and if i find out that you with that n i'm going to hang him and all this kind of stuff <clears throat> that it got out and he did it on snapchat and on twitter and they oh, wow. screenshotted it and sh- showed it and you know kicked up a big fuss about it they got angry at the school cuz they wanted the school system to do something and i'm like that's not the school's position that's part of that boy's parents because the boy wasn't at school when he said it. So that's the issue you need to take to his mom and daddy, not to the school. The coach ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. But
0: parents probably don't. They probably taught him
1: that. So That's the only place he could okay, have learned it. I have four more questions. You want to do all four or do about two more? Uh, let's see what the subjects are. Okay, let's see. Let me get one. I wrote this little
0: piece of paper. uh Oh, it says, "The sex on the first date kills all chances of a relationship."
1: I believe that depends on who it is, and what it is, and where it is, and how it went down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I don't think it does because sometimes that makes that if like you said, if it how went down, if it was good, it makes you want to reconnect. Exactly. built from that. Everybody's throwing relationships on a different note. Some people build them on sex. Some people build them on communication.
1: Well, you know, but different strokes for different bar. Bar. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying different strokes for different folks. You know, some people that works, you know, you, you do have to be mindful who you give yourself to. But at the same time, you know, I personally was in an 18-year relationship that come from sex on the first date wasn't the first night together but our actual first date yeah you know we had been together like before before that we've well, been together a couple of two or three times before that but we weren't out on a date we were just kind of talking and getting to know each other and then we actually went on a date and we went out of town and went to eat and saw a movie and <laughs> right. the and then later on that night it's just like one thing led to another and it went down and we stayed together for 18 years
0: <laughs> I never know? have sex on the first date I'll be maybe, like, the second date, you know,
1: but I never really had sex on that first time I met somebody. I guess well, that would be a woman. It wasn't the first time I met him, though, so, but it was the first the actual first date, going out, doing some. Like I said, we had talked, we had gotten together, and, you know, just kind of hung out a little bit. You know, we didn't do the nasty. We were just talking. Well, well we talked, But it wasn't a date, but now
0: well, there that I said, yeah. I've been married. I've been with my husband for eight years, and if you're going by that standards, we had sex on the first date, even though I knew him months before.
1: Yeah, that's what and I'm saying. We actually went out. Went off you know. that because, but now, as far as meeting somebody that night, you know, I, I went out, I met him that night, and I'm having sex with him, and then we're going to be in a relationship tomorrow? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it working. Okay, let's see. Next question. That was a light
0: one. I got this kind of rolled up. I found some stuff about, oh, you know, some man birth control. Okay. (laughs) Would you give your man, boyfriend, or husband a hall pass? Hell no. A hall pass (laughs) for what? A hall pass is when you let them go out and be single. So a hall pass.
1: Absolutely no, not! I would
0: not do that because no, I don't want
1: your thing going to somebody else's vagina. Why? It's too much <laughs> out there for that. It's too much out there for that. I mean, if that's the case, the hall pass is with me, and I could put a wig on to be somebody else. <laughs> I feel you. No, you yeah, don't what, get no hall passes over here. You want them blind? You a hall pass. You, what you want? Spike heels? I can put on some spike heels. Fishnet. You know, mm-hmm. it don't it don't matter with as far as that goes. The whole pass is a little too much. I can't no, do it. That, that. now if you if you start out in an open relationship and y'all are okay with having an open relationship, but what he can do, she can do too, then that's on y'all. I don't even do that. I don't even do that. No. Okay. I'm I'm, tri- I'm old fashioned as they
0: call. <laughs> it's too much out there, and if you need a whole pass you might as well not even be in a relationship.
1: Well, if you need a hall pass, like I said, I can put on a wig. We can change things up. But as far as you <laughs> be to go out there and have a hall pass to be with somebody else, or to go be single to potentially be with somebody else, then you don't want me right. no more, buddy. It's nothing else that's for That's what else. I'm saying. If
0: you, if you need a hall
1: pass, we might as well just call it quits. Yeah, that's and not even- you're tired of are you looking for something new? Right, and that's not no rejuvenation because as soon as he do it, then boom, you got a problem on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't have that. You know we, we don't uh, Well, so okay. my baby gave me a hall pass tonight. <laughs> come on then. A hall pass to
0: do what? No, you, you ain't spending no money on nobody else? That's you, what had, I'm you know, because a hall pass can be anything. It, it ain't even just sexual. You know, you be down there with your face in her private. You will come home and kiss me. No, we can't do that. <laughs> oh buddy. Okay, next question. i will pass, Let's see. <laughs> I don't know if I like that question. It's the last one. The last two. Okay. Reality TV,
1: good or bad? Bad. Bad? I don't care for reality TV because I think it's made for TV.
0: Right. I think I think reality TV is more fake
1: than a scripted show it is I think it is you know it's everything they do on those shows is for ratings they but make it look stupid <laughs> I
0: must admit I am hooked to one Pacific reality So Sus- 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 Smith- look that's one of my ghetto terms coming out <laughs> 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 I'm hooked to one show that's the wine talking y'all I am hooked to one show in particular which is Love and Hip Hop Miami only because Amora Negra is on it and I like her she wasn't on the show, I wouldn't even watch it. <laughs> I but just I, yeah, I, watch,
1: I watch those shows when I go to other people's houses. I don't watch them you on my own. People asking me, oh, you see uh
0: what is it, little women or big women small world? I don't know what it's called. No, I don't
1: watch none of that. No, because I don't watch none. I don't watch much TV anyway. I watch the news and really that's it. My TV is on for white noise, just for me to have noise in the background. I don't watch TV. I, I'm reading, or you know, working on something on the computer, doing something. I'm leveling up. <laughs> yeah, most
0: of my TV, like you said, it's just on to be on. I'm always trying to figure out my next move. The last question, which is ironic, how big is too big?
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about now? In 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 relation to what? Man parts. Ah, there's a such thing as too big or yes, there is a such oh, thing yeah, as yeah. too big there is a such thing as too bigs because, you know, um, I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> them they looked like monsters and I've not understood that and I'm like, mm. I just feel
0: like if you're in there and I feel like you're poking my stomach, that's too big. What? after that point for me after that point it becomes
1: unenjoyable sometimes pain, no pain, is. pain and pleasure sometimes pain is pleasure it just it not just, for me not in that department not in that department i don't like i want all, pleasure. <laughs> no, I'm I want all pleasure i'm playing everybody i didn't mean to say choke me well yes i did but no i didn't i really didn't uh but no uh <laughs> There isn't such thing as too big, but at the same time, if I think the bigger they are, the less faithful they are, so I don't fool with them. Right. That's understandable, too, but I guess too big
0: for me would be probably like 10 and up. I I say no comment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing. I don't even know how, like, the itches... the inches will add up, you know. I'm just, I'm really just throwing out a number.
1: <laughs> well, I, look, I still say no comment, no comment, no comment, because you know. I'll
0: just put it this way: if you're causing me more pain than pleasure, it ain't working out. So that if, if it don't
1: fit, then we can't do nothing. that's yeah. too.
0: Let's put it that way. way. You need to go find somebody else who can handle <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm five wall, i I'm a little woman. I'm a little. I got a little frame body. I can't be doing all that choking and you having sex with me and I'm choking. That ain't working.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: you know, that's it's the
1: wine talk. Your flavor <laughs> it's on your flavor and what you feel oh, like that day. I mean, you know, that's the wine talk. So
0: that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> i feel like more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing I found out about the male birth control pill has just passed human safety test.
1: Oh, wow. It is called
0: 11 B, oh, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Beta, 11 Beta MNTDC. And I wrote down, they said they had some some side effects of fatigue, headache, uh, a a mildly decrease in sex drive, two men describe a male erection malfunction Let's see erectile downfunction mm-hmm. and they're looking for something to for less side effects but that's even less side effects than female birth control
1: I still say let it be out there for 20 more years because you know I just think about the um, different medications that they had out there for um, certain psych diagnoses and things, Um, especially they were giving them to the males and then 10, 15 years later, these males were growing boobs and things. I just say, yeah, that was with a particular drug called Rispidol, which is something that they gave to bipolar people and people who were manic and especially um, it was approved for use in teenage boys. And they gave those boys those pills and those boys ended up growing a set of breasts. And there ended up being lawsuits about it. To have male birth control? I do think it is a good idea for male birth control because the males is part of the reason that the world is so heavily populated. Um, Because without them, you know, we can't do it by ourselves. And um, I do think it's something that is necessary. So I just think they need to keep working at it. But,
0: yes, work at it. Because I kind of didn't like the um, the erectile
1: dysfunction. You no, know, nobody don't want to take a birth control and then you can't even get it up. Exactly. You know, I, mean, I, guess I guess it's doing the job a little too much. <laughs> right, well, because it's one of those situations, you know, where you do want them to be able to uh, do like women and be able to. But which you no, know, there are some birth controls that cause um, sexual dysfunction in women, where it decreases their right, right. sex drive. So even with.
0: It may be less
1: than the female birth control. Well, and then it just may be something that just has to be dealt with, just like you take that chance with female birth control. Right. But then out of the group of
0: 20, only two men, two men was the one who said they had erectile dysfunction.
1: Right. And but did they mention the ages of those gentlemen? Were they on any other medicines? You know, there's probably some other factors to take into play with that too. Right. The article I read, it didn't have ages.
0: Okay, what was the last thing that I you said? said? You were saying about the article. Oh, yeah. The article didn't state their ages. It was two groups of men of 20. So 40 all together. And mm-hmm. within those groups, group A, men, it didn't say how many, it just said men complained of fatigue, headache, and mounting decrease the sex drive. In group B, two men described that they had erectile dysfunction.
1: So. so, one of those was a control group, and the other one was the test group. But So, which one had the real pill, and which one had the sugar pill? Yeah, I know both of them probably got placebos. So,
0: but in the same run, they know what us women go through, and they wonder why we don't be in the mood all the time. Right.
1: Right. Only <laughs> I mean, I think that when it comes to birth control, that's just something else that they need to work a little bit more closely on. And I don't even like birth control. I don't either. I don't take birth control. Birth control never worked for me. I mean, well, it didn't work. My oldest son, I was on birth control when I got pregnant with him. You know, um,
0: unfortunately, I take it.
1: I got pregnant with my second one on the pill, but now I have
0: uh, uh, Nexplanon, which I really Mm -hmm. desperately want to out, but I really just don't want no more children. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm yeah. at a my
1: place. <laughs> you just have to be careful, you know, because I've done well. <laughs> you know, I I've made it to 30 years of age and haven't had any other unexpected pregnancies. You know, we but tried um, the rhythm method. That's how I got my third one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that didn't work for us, and I was like, I can't have no more mishaps. Like I, I can't, for one, my body just can't take it. I have so much going on in my body. It's like if I have any more kids, I will be a pool of jello. Is what my right, body. Let's go ahead. My third one, I had loose cervix and all that other good stuff. So <laughs> I, I just can't do it no more. My body's just like, no, three is enough. you gonna fall apart if you have any more. <laughs> so I'm all done
1: with my wine and I'm feeling I'm kind of me
0: too.
1: I feel oh, great yeah. I needed it I've been now waiting time,
0: all day <laughs> now it's gone I have to uh, tell everybody in the house that I'm done with my uh, recording I'm thinking about making the attic one of my spots so I don't have to disturb nobody else that'll be cool oh, yeah and if I get it set up you'll have to come over so you can be in the same facility as I am
1: yeah, well, the, well, normally we would have done it that way, but you know, extenuating yeah. circumstances, it worked out. i
0: never had no problem with the conference before. I don't know what's going on today. Probably because I haven't used it in a while. I don't know, but
1: yeah, no telling. Just trying to discourage you from doing what you was doing. That's all.
0: <laughs> the haters will go hate.
1: Yeah, because you know most folks would have gave up and been like forget it, but no,
0: nah. <laughs> no, I can never give up. I keep pushing until so the wheels fall off. What you saying, honey? I enjoyed chatting with you. We still have to do our segment on. You wanted to do one on the Me Too movement. I haven't forgot. Whenever you're ready, I'm always ready. So whenever you're ready, you know my schedule's always open, mostly wide open compared
1: to yours. Well, this so, week whatever. I'm 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 slammed tight this week. <laughs> right. So, just let me know when you
0: have the time. Because, you know, I can always push some stuff around and make time.
1: So, here in the next couple of weeks or whatever, you know. So next maybe next I don't week.
0: think anybody would like my views on the Me Too movement because some of it is just so absurd to me. Well, so, um, I don't. I'm
1: not 100% yay, yay, yay the Me Too movement, Okay. I have very different views when it comes to the Me Too movement. Not that I don't agree with it, not that I don't think some of it is necessary, but I have some very different opinions that would shock some people about the Me Too movement. We probably got some of the same views
0: then. <laughs> we seem to think alike on so many subjects.
1: Just saying, you know, I look at things for what they are, and I also look for what's not being said in certain situations. And um, I always look a little deeper than the surface of things.
0: Right. Just the topic. Well, yeah, my wine is gone. And you said yours is gone. So you know what that mean? My wine
1: means. is gone, honey. That is it. <laughs> yeah, you know what that means, right? What is that? It's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go, baby. It's time to go. go.
0: We appreciate everybody for listening to us, laughing at ourselves. Getting deep and keeping it light at the same time as we do. Uh, you have anything you'd like to plug in? Any type of info you want to get out there?
1: Um, oh, and I did forget to mention, and we're well, not going to say forget to mention, it's just that um, I've been focused on so many other things, but um, I do want to remind everyone that I am a travel agent, an independent travel agent with IntelliTravel.com. My website is amandasimmons.intellitravel.com. That is a website that works just like hotels.com. You can go on there to book your vacations, your hotel rooms. If you just want a one night getaway, I have what you are looking for on my website. If you do happen to like to travel and to do other things like say cruises or a vacation with all the stops, then you can always give me a call. My cell phone number is seven. 731 my email address is kevinamanda48 at gmail.com i will answer all calls i answer all emails and if you need to go on a trip let me know oh put I'll be your
0: glad-
1: um put your instagram up there and my instagram is the new amanda i forgot about the instagram Yeah, so hit her up on Instagram she got
0: some good deals Um, everybody already know my plugins Uh, don't hold your breath the Facebook page is up it's on Instagram as well Uh, my Twitter's kind of private so I usually just keep that for myself And always email the show If you have any questions or comments You can come on the site, you can record messages I will play them on the show If you want to give a shout out to somebody Just leave a message and I will play it on the show I tried to give away three gift cards Two weeks ago and nobody answered So guess what, I kept all that money
1: So and just so you know, in the future, um, I would say like in the next couple of weeks, I will be giving away a three-day, two-nights vacation stay. Um, this covers the hotel rooms. It just covers your room and board. It doesn't cover the actual vacation. Transportation would be on you, but still, that covers part of the most expensive part of your trip, which would be your hotel room. So, um. We'll get more details on that coming here soon in the next week or so.
0: All right. So uh, follow Amanda if y'all want to stay posted on that. Uh, like I said, my giveaway is over. Nobody entered, so I kept my money. <laughs> I kept my Ooh. gift card for myself. But always hit me up, email us, send us a message. We love to hear from y'all, what y'all thinking, where y'all calling in from, all that good stuff. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed and we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Bye. Be blessed.